Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Insights, brought to you by Social Southern Creative, the one-stop shop for all of your real estate marketing needs. In today's fast-paced environment, standing out from the competition is more important than ever. As a leading marketing company specializing in the real estate industry, we understand the unique challenges that real estate professionals face in marketing their business and properties effectively. Join us as we explore the latest marketing trends, provide insights on effective strategies, and highlight success stories of our clients. So whether you're a real estate agent, broker, developer, or simply interested in the world of real estate marketing, we're excited for you to join us. Thank you for tuning into Social Southern Creative. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, Nina. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I know. I missed you last week. I know that it was been a long, I feel like it's been a little bit since I've like we've done a podcast or even really worked together too much. That hurricane really threw us off. It really did. And then sickness has been going around. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot. We both kind of, at least we like synced up and got sick at the same time. Yeah. It worked out flawlessly. (laughs) Yes. So today's episode, I'm, we always say it, but we're really excited about it. Yeah, no, I'm very excited about this one too. I think it's, um, it's very positive and like it has some good tangible stuff in it too. And I feel like it can apply to a lot of different people, but it's nice to kind of niche down and speak to more of a smaller audience. I know this is what a topic you were excited to talk about. So why don't you explain a little bit what we're going to be discussing? <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about how having the side hustle or part-time mindset might be the one thing holding you back in your real estate career. We absolutely understand that some people have to do this part-time. There's nothing wrong with that. But just the mindset alone could be the one thing hurting you. Right, absolutely. Because, I mean, your mind is so powerful. That's why in, like, drug trials, they do the... with like the placebo effect of, you know, that you probably heard of before. Um, you know, if they do a drug trial, they don't tell you which one you're taking because the mind is so powerful that just knowing what treatment you're getting or not getting has a huge effect on the outcome of the treatment itself. So like, I thought like that's such a, such a testament to how powerful just your mindset is and how you're, how you can control. For sure. And so I love that you brought that up when we were doing our podcast notes, Nina added that in. So yes, this message, like Nina said, is for the agent who is part-time or maybe is full-time, but doesn't have the exact results that they are looking for, um, or someone thinking about getting into real estate. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, even if you're doing it full-time, but you're approaching it with kind of a part-time mentality, or maybe you're not giving it that same enthusiasm that you did, if you, like, you know, back mm-hmm. in your heyday, um, this you still may get some motivation out of this podcast. For sure. So if you are a top-producing agent in your office, we're going to give you 15 seconds to... Um, X out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. But this isn't for you. We'll be very transparent. We're not afraid to niche down and just speak to a select audience. And that's what we're doing today. So I hope you will hear our heart in this. So here is the number one debated question I feel like in real estate Facebook groups. Can you do real estate part time? If you would have asked me this question seven or eight, 10 years ago, I would have probably said, I don't think you can. I think that you need to be full-time to do this effectively and make it worth your while because there's a lot of fees associated with real estate. Right. Otherwise, you're probably just going to be selling a few houses a year to your friends and family. You know, it'll be more of a just like a true 
side gig. Yes, for sure. And you wouldn't even be able to cover the fees, the time investment, the advertisement required. Right. But my mind has changed greatly with the prominence of transaction coordinators, with the development and with of dot loop, with AI, with social media, with people having events in the evening to allow you to network. I now feel that it is very possible to do real estate part-time if you can lean into the things that have been created to help you grow. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what we mean by side hustle. I think the term is definitely appropriate for, you know, some hobbies, um, certain small businesses, or like if you have other um, streams of income, like if you create um, templates on Etsy or you do um, those like online courses that people will pay for, um, those are all great forms of passive income because you can get that income while you're sleeping or while you're, you know, pursuing other financial pursuits. Mm -hmm. Um, People say passive income is the money that you make while sleeping. And I think when they enter that with that mindset in real estate, it's just not the same, you know, like that's, you, it's not this real estate's not the same as creating a template online. You, you have to make sure that you are accessible to your clients. You need to be, you know, you have these huge contracts that are super, and that's the biggest purchase that a lot of people make. So it's not really something that you can just approach passively. Correct. So real estate is an active daily participation. It's the furthest thing for participation. It requires daily lead generation efforts and you constantly have to have a hand in your business. So when people say, I'm going to go to real estate school because I want to get, I want to have a side gig or a side hustle. Mm -hmm. I think that that maybe they should relook up the terminology or select a different term because that is not what real estate at all is at all. Um, And so I'll share a story with you about how just using that word can hurt you tremendously. Whenever I started my marketing company, I was very sheepish about it. I was so hesitant. I didn't know if I knew enough. I knew I couldn't run with the big dogs and it just, she was very humble is what she's saying. She's being very humble and a little insecure, very insecure. And people would say, so what are you doing now that you sold your brick and mortar business? And I would go just like this. Um, I started a small marketing company I would say it just like I started a small marketing company and no one would ask me follow up questions because they could read it all over me that I was insecure and that I probably didn't know how to answer any question they were going to ask me. To be honest, if you ask me that same question today because of confidence and a big mind mind shift change, I will now say I own a marketing company. It is quite that simple. Just taking out the word small and saying, I own, not I started, but I own a marketing company. Immediately, 9 million people, or I get flooded with 9 million questions. Right. Just the diction of that phrase and just the word choice you chose, she gets a completely different reaction. And I've witnessed it too. Like there'll be times I'm ready to go. And she says that lat line. I'm like, oh, now we're here. And they, cause then they, oh, there's always more questions. People always want to know more about it because Everyone is using, so, or most business owners are using social media. So there goes the question. Should I be on TikTok? My Instagram is getting low reach. Facebook is doing this. How should I handle Google ads? Like once I say I own a marketing company, it's a floodgate of questions. But when I said it the way I used to say it, mm, girl, it was, it was rough. It was rough up in there. Right. And when we were planning this podcast, it kind of uh, brought me back to when we had Kiara on our show a few weeks ago. And she had said... Um, when she first got into it, you know, she had her three kids, she had a family, she had her other um, job that was giving her consistent income. And she said, I approached it part time, but I went all in. So even though she maybe only had 20 or 15 to 30 hours a week to contribute to or to give to real estate, she gave it 
full-time mentality, full-time effort for those few hours a week that she had. And she was able to, you know, still be in, you know, working on getting new listings and new leads. And she was staying educated in the, what's going on in her local environment and the new law changes and stuff like that. Speaking of education too, I think that is the biggest harm in someone who views this as part-time with a part-time mentality. This is real estate is a business. You're a 1099 person. So you get to choose what this looks like. There's no glass ceiling for your income. You are dealing with legally binding contracts. This can go really bad, quick, fast, and in a hurry. If you are not up to date on the education side of things. So if you're already viewing your efforts into the job as very part-time, you're likely, or most time we will see agents will view their education as part-time and they will not stay up to date on all the things that they need to know to get to the closing table in a legal manner. Because the last thing you want to be is in a courtroom as a part-time agent, because you're already not maybe making the same amount of money as the full-time agents and then to end up in a courtroom. So that is another big thing we see with the... If your TikTok feed isn't giving you real estate videos every few, few scrolls, you're doing something wrong. Yes, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But <laughs> that's kind of the cool thing about being a real estate agent or any business is that you get to define it. So instead of just saying, oh, it's my side hustle or, oh, I'm kind of working on this right now. Like you could say, I'm a real estate agent. You don't have to say, oh, just part time. Yeah, you get to say it. Own it. Own it, my friend. If you walk into a room and you say, hey, I'm Stephanie Davis. I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, I've got questions. How's the market? Has the interest rate affected you? But if you walk in the room and say, Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a, I do agent. I do real estate on the side. I don't think, you know, so I'm never going to hit you with the questions. Right. And also, I don't know, maybe the bullet, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. I'm going to remember that way more than like, Oh, but she say she did part time, you know, like if you make it sound important, that's going to be more memorable. You get to choose how people see you. If you do not label yourself, they will label you for you. And that is a dangerous place to be. I teach that a lot with brokers. Like you need to set the tone for what your company is. And the same with your business. Mm -hmm. You get to set the definition before anyone else does. So really own it. So how do you think people should approach moving from the side hustle part-time to owning their place in this industry? What would your advice to them be? Well, several steps. But the very first thing I would start out if I was going to be a part-time agent is I would develop a strategy. And I know that sounds so cliche coming from a marketing company, but I hear real estate agents say all the time, I'll do real estate when I'm not at my other job. But what does that actually mean? You'll do real estate. And because they will just, they don't define what that actually looks like. But if they created a strategy, started to view real estate as a verb rather than a noun, they will watch it dramatically change their business. I always think, what are your goals? That's the first thing we teach when we work with a client. What is your end goal? Is it to sell 10 houses this year? Right. Cause you, and it needs to be tangible. It can't just be, I want to do well. I want to be successful. Right. I need what a number. That? Give me some actual tangible goals and then work towards that. Correct. So then after you define your goal, so let's say I'm going to sell 10 houses. Okay. How do you plan to sell 10 houses? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to farm a certain area. Okay, great. You're going to farm a certain area. Okay, but how are you going to farm that? Are you going door knocking? Are you doing postcards? If you're doing postcards, you need to look up stats on how many postcards you actually need to send for them to start working because it's not a one and done, unfortunately. And then once you decide, okay, I'm going to send postcards, how much money does that cost? 
how will you get those funds? Where will that money come from? Right. What have you already done in the past and what has worked? What hasn't? What has been successful in your area that you've already tried or the other agents in your office have tried and worked for them? Like you can look at a lot of different things to develop your strategy. So once you develop the strategy, you need to write out the system. And then once you write out the system, you need to carve in the time to fulfill the system. This is a very active process. So to just say, I'm going to deal with real estate when I'm not at my other job without an active plan in an active business, then it's not going to really be that successful in the long run. And uh, just to be that guy, if this sounds overwhelming to you, we have a whole class on it. So if you want us to come to a brokerage or to your brokerage and teach you a class on how to create effective strategies for your girls. Yes. We just gave you an hour and 10 minute class in like minute 30 seconds on how to create systems. (laughs) We like really had to tone it down. But um, the next thing we're going to talk about, if you are a part-time agent, but you're wanting to have full-time effects on your business would be your your lead generation efforts. Cause that should be something you're doing all the time. Lead generation is, it's got to be on lock. You got to keep, keep it up. You can't leave it up to chance. You got to make sure that you're really consistently um, working on your lead gen every week, every, all, every day. You need to have a, a plan, a strategy. You need to be looking at these uh, full-time agents that are in your office that are the seasoned full-time agents, I should say, that may have double the time you do. So you need to make sure that your strategy can keep up. up with them. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to do what they're doing, but in far less time. Um, so we're not going to go into actual lead generation ideas because we've done multiple podcasts on them. But what I will say is whatever your thing is. So if you're going to lead generate through social media, lead generate through in-person networking, lead generate through farming an area, you have to be in the top two to three agents in your area doing that thing. So let's say social media, that's the easiest one. So you're going to lead generate through social media. You have to find the best two to three agents in your area, the best, and you've got to run with them. You've got to be of their caliber. Right. Um, So that would be our next thing that we would say is lock in your lead generation efforts better than anyone else. Right. And the once, because once the leads flow, then most things will flow behind that. Right. Absolutely. And if you can get that solid system in place, then it'll kind of work for itself. So for sure. The next thing I'm going to say, if you want to go from part-time money to full-time money and we lumped them together is pick the correct brokerage and find a mentor. Yes, absolutely. You have to be honest with yourself with the, brokerage thing. And we actually have a pretty good story about this. So if you are a person and you have another job and let's say you work the other job from nine to two, it's Mm -hmm. quite not, not quite full-time, not quite part-time and your office trainings are at 11, you're never going to be able to attend them. And if you're a new agent, you need all the training you can get. So when you go to meet with these brokers to hang your license, to see where you want to work at, This needs to be a conversation. If they're always like, no, we don't have any online training. You can come at 11. Well, you know, you're never going to be able to come at 11. So is that the best brokerage for you? Right. Absolutely. We were, we were, we um, have taught at a brokerage recently and they had asked if we record them so that they, I think they were asking if people could zoom in or there was a couple people that couldn't make it and they wanted to have video recordings of the lessons because not everyone can make it at the time that we were teaching at. And 
Like, I thought that was a great question from that broker. She wanted to be able to email the agents in her office. She cared enough to say, mm-hmm. how can I get this in their hands when they can't be here? So when you meet with that broker, you need to be honest about your hours, your restrictions, your weaknesses, your setbacks, and your desires, and find a broker that meets that. Right. Absolutely. Because And you'll want to look at your strength or your weaknesses and then find <laughs> someone that'll match it for you. And same with kind of finding a mentor too. Like if you can find someone you're in your office that is really strong at some things that you're struggling with, or even if it's not someone in your office, you could kind of look outside the box and maybe reach out to like a retired realtor or- Yeah, or online. Online That's coaches true. are very, very popular. Yeah. Anyone that can hold you accountable. Um, Sorry, y'all. I am clear in my throat nonstop. I don't know if they can hear it in the microphone. I mean, like we did say, we were both kind of sick last night. I am just week, clear so. in my throat constantly. All right, moving on. The next thing- and getting out of the part-time mentality is looking at your time management. And I feel like time management, that's important for any goal that you have in life in general, whether you're a real estate agent or whether you're a banker, like time management can really make or break. Mm-hmm. And efforts. we're not just talking about the time you scroll on TikTok and Instagram. We are also talking about the time management you can gain professionally by selecting tools and programs that will help you. For example, AI is all the rage right now. There are certain instances where like, yeah, just use chat GPT. Now, not all instances, Mm -hmm. that's another day, but there are times where we say that or batching content creation. So it's not only time management on what you can cut out, but it's how you can select programs that will help you be faster in the things you're doing. Right. Absolutely. If if there's things that you're doing all the time and there's a tool that can help you accomplish that faster, utilize that tool. So for sure. All right. Another, the next tip, I feel like this one's a little bit basic, but sometimes we forget, but it's also super easy too. it's provide excellent customer service. So there are a lot of full-time agents that know that they can get to it tomorrow or they can, you know, they've got other deals going on and they know that they can handle it tomorrow, but that can be really frustrating to your buyers and your sellers. And great, I mean, great customer service. It costs you maybe a little time and effort, but other than that, it's free. So, and it makes you feel good, you know? Correct, for sure. I think that one's so simple, but literally one of the most important things you can do. Right, so, and even if like a deal's really not going through too well, ignoring the phone call isn't gonna get you halfway as far as, uh, how you doing? You know, yeah. like if you can just be that that little happy voice trying to keep, you know, steer the ship, but that goes a long way. Goodness gracious, my throat is killing me, y'all. Okay, the next one is to network effectively. And we're not talking about networking in the sense of what chamber events or Altruza mm-hmm. events you can um, attend. We are talking about when you network, how you will present yourself. Right, absolutely. I mean, if... Although the parents on your kids' t-ball team don't know that you're a real estate agent, maybe you should, uh, you know, update your your networking efforts. Like it's as even just like the people you run into or just your common acquaintances, it's going, we kind of talked about this in another podcast, but it's just approaching kind of life or just interaction with that networking mindset. And maybe it's not always going to be because you're trying to sell that person a house, but maybe that person is going to be interested in something that will help someone else that you meet. And then you can create this network of 
people that are helping other people. And with that network is going to just naturally come new leads because if you're going to help someone out, if you're going to pat someone else's back, they're going to want to return the favor and pat your back too. For sure. And what I said above is uh, as well as what I want you to think about when you're introducing yourself, no one has to know that you're a part-time agent. Just say, I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. So that's what we're also talking about when we say network effectively. People will subconsciously feed off of your emotions and your projections. So my encouragement is project them right to the closing table with some confidence. Okay. And the final one that we're going to say, if you are wanting to get out of the side hustle mentality is educate continuously. Yes, absolutely. Knowledge is power. And so that sounds so basic. You're like, wow, that's what you end with. But hear me out. Don't click out just yet. We are talking about some street education here. So when I was a real estate agent, I was part-time and I had, I mean, I was full-time. I don't know where that came from, but I was full-time. And so I had the ability to go sit in the office as a very new agent and hear conversations amongst other real estate agents. So they would be talking about an easement or maybe someone's DIT or their credit score or how this deal fell apart. And I got to learn so much by hearing those other conversations of agents that helped me know for when I had a deal that was similar. So you're like, well, I can't do that. I work nine to two or nine to five, whatever. However, there's this wonderful free resource that you can do from the comfort of your bed. And that is called Facebook groups. I am part of so many real estate Facebook groups. We talked about this in our user generated content podcast. And I see all these stories on there every day. I mean, literally like 10 a day. People post, this is what's happening in my deal. How would you handle it? And then I read all the responses and I'm not even an active real estate agent. Um, And so you can get that same street education, so to speak, in from Facebook groups. Right. Absolutely. Those (laughs) Facebook groups are just a goldmine of information and it's all real issues that people are having because just otherwise people wouldn't comment on it and it wouldn't be up towards the top anyway. So for sure. And then obviously your proper education, right. read those newsletters that your association sends out, tune into them, dial in them. They always have a law section where it shows you like latest law changes mm-hmm. um, or ordinance changes or whatever you would like to call it. Read those. Those are important for you to stay updated. It takes five minutes. Just mm-hmm. Click out of TikTok and click into that for five minutes and it can greatly help your business. Right. And another, I feel like this was Stephanie's there, but another really good tip is to make friends with a like mortgage lender or two and ask them for any changes in mortgages. Because if you can be up to date on all those like legality and technicality things. For sure. If, If interest rates change or credit requirements change, you need to be the first to know. You don't want to be out showing property and because you have another job have missed that. So look for a loan officer that can keep you up to date or you can meet once a month to have those conversations with. Yeah. So that is our podcast on moving from the side hustle, part-time gig mentality to a full-time agent. You can still do all the things we named in part-time hours with that full-time mentality though. Right. Absolutely. I just feel like just giving it your all and really believing in yourself and believing that you can do it. And then focusing your efforts and focusing your time and not letting yourself get distracted. I feel like that helps, especially listing out what you need to do, having that strategy, holding yourself accountable, because then when you do only have that like hour or two to squeeze in in between jobs or in between picking the kids up, you already know what you have to do. So if you already if you know you only have 30 minutes, well, at least you already know what you can do in that 30 minutes and you're not just going to like. I don't know, do the dishes and for sure. And like Nina alluded to earlier, go back and listen to Kiara's episode. We talk about that in hers about her being a part-time agent. 
And then just really diving in and what that has changed for her because she dove in like a full-time agent with part-time hours. So right. well, that was good, Nina. So any plans this weekend? Um, I'm excited to just watch football all weekend. I'm really stoked. I was, yesterday was what, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday. And I was like, man, I was off and I wanted to like do something. So I watched the new Kelsey documentary because I'm just... I wanted to do something football and there's no games on. So I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the Jags have their season opener. Or not season opener, <laughs> home opener. I am so excited. I'm nervous because, I mean, it's Kansas City. Um, but I was so into it last week. Like, oh, man. Oh. What a time to be alive, you know, in Jacksonville. I, I know, I know. Oh, y'all, just... y'all know that we love Jacksonville and that we're big supporters. And... I mean, if Shad Khan was ever listening, that's like my dream interview person. So I'm just saying, um, I mean, I doubt he is, but you never know. You yeah. never know. Um, so anyway, yes. So excited. I actually think also speaking of football, I'm going to take my son to the Bulls Trinity game, Ooh. which Trinity's been on fire lately. Oh, mm. dang. So that should be a good game. And mm-hmm. it, is it his first um, Bulls game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Dang. And then Georgia's playing Saturday. I think they're playing South Carolina. Ooh, so it's just good. It's going to be a good weekend for some football. I yes. can't wait. I'm it's the best time of year. Yes, absolutely. Now through February is just magical. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, slide into our DMs. And um, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>